listening to the John Barrett Leadership Podcast, where you'll hear great ideas, insight, and inspiration to level up your leadership ability. Hey guys, it's John Barrett. So good to have you here on the John Barrett Leadership Podcast, where we are going to help level you up so you don't level out in your influence, in your impact. So good to have you here. Hey, listen, if you don't have a leader guide, make sure you go to johnbarrettleadership.com. Go get the leader guide for each episode of this podcast. It's got some of the content that you can follow along with, some fill in the blanks uh, and all that. So I'd love for you to go through that or maybe go through it with your team to listen to this podcast together, take some notes, have some discussion around these topics that we cover. So um, it's been great to hear great feedback from everybody on how the podcast is going and how teams are using this and individuals are using it in their growth plan and uh, just doing everything they can to level up in their leadership ability. So today, I want to jump into this content. We got a lot to cover today, and I'm very excited about this one. How to hold your team accountable. Now, this is a big deal. Accountability is critical. If you are going to have a great performance from your team members, if you're going to have a great organization, you have got to bring accountability into the mix. There is no progress without accountability. You've got to have it. Listen, most performance problems occur because of a lack of accountability. I mean, it is the fault of the leader many times of why people aren't performing because they're not holding people accountable. And it's not their fault. Now, listen, I'm not saying it's never their fault. But unless you are bringing accountability, you can't cast blame on your team or those around you if you're not providing feedback, if you're not providing an opportunity to hold them accountable. We all need accountability. And I'm not talking about babysitting or, you know, micromanaging people and all that. No, no, no. That's not accountability. I mean, th- th- accountability is a great thing, is a needed thing. In fact, it is a necessity in your organization. We all need accountability. So this isn't, you know, don't believe the myth that it's some babysitting or grown adults should be able to be accountable. Listen, we all need it because we need somebody that's drawing out the best from us, giving us feedback and helping us. In fact, if you're not seeing your team grow, you've got to look in the mirror and ask yourself, am I holding them accountable? Am I doing the job that a leader is supposed to do for my team? Now, many people don't do this, and there's a lot of reasons for it. I just want to kind of talk about a few of why people don't hold others accountable. And the reason that so many people don't do it is, one, it's hard. This is hard stuff. This isn't easy. It's a lot easier just to duck your head, put your head down, and go and not worry about everybody else and not develop them and all that. But this is hard stuff. But you're never going to get the best out of people until you do the hard stuff. Also, it's uncomfortable. It's not easy for a lot of people to bring accountability and give them feedback and all that. So it's uncomfortable. So if you're, you know, kind of don't like that, don't be like being pushed out of your comfort zone, then listen, you'll avoid it. But it is going to backfire on you and the people around you. They're never going to be as good as they could. And you're never going to be as you good as you could as a leader because you are not allowing yourself to get uncomfortable in getting out there. Sometimes you got to get comfortable with being uncomfortable as a leader. Another reason it's it's awkward. 
It's hard. People don't know how to do this. I mean, they're just kind of fumbling through it. They don't know how to approach accountability. They're not really sure how to do this. And as a result, it's confusing. They don't know how. It's awkward. And they're just not understanding. And I'm going to help you today with that. This whole podcast today is designed to help bring some some clarity, to remove the awkwardness because you have a framework on how to hold people accountable in your team, on your team. So I'm going to give you some great stuff. Now listen, feedback is essential for performance. People have to have feedback on how they're doing. You cannot assume that people understand how they're doing if they're not getting feedback from you. In fact, feedback is the most important piece of communication. I heard this the other day uh, from a mentor on a podcast, um, Thomas Gitz in, in Wired.com. He talked about this in, in, in Garden Grove, California, years and years ago. Uh, they, they were having problems in the school zones because people were speeding. And, and they just, they needed to slow it down in order to get safety or, or around the school zone. And they did everything they could, but there was no change. I mean, they put signs up that said, please slow down and put the speed limit uh, and all these kind of things of where it was. And it didn't do anything. So in 2003, they decided to put up speed displays. You know those things when you drive by and it tells you your speed, it actually clocks you and tells you how fast you're going. They did that. And this is crazy. Listen, feedback came in real time and it changed the whole game. Everybody started abiding by the rule and they saw a huge difference in the school zones, all because they put up the speed displays that gave people feedback on how fast they were actually going. Now, that's fascinating to me. What a study. I mean, signs didn't do it. The speed limit, even putting that and posting it didn't change behavior. What changed behavior? Feedback in real time. You see, they already had speedometers. They could look down and see how fast they were going, but the external feedback changed everything. When they were able to look up and see an external source give them feedback on what their speed was, they began to slow down. I think that's so fascinating, and I I think it it goes to show that feedback is an essential piece of changing behavior and of getting good results. Now, think about this thing. Um, You know, a a torpedo technology, right, the internal guidance system, the IGS is what they call it, a torpedo, the technology of a torpedo to lock in on its target is so fascinating. Because, you know, certainly a torpedo doesn't lock in on its target and just, you know, kind of follow that thing perfectly. No. What it does is when it locks in on a target, it creates two boundaries, two borders, a left and right. And what happens is, is that torpedo shoots off and it basically fails. It, 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 all it is is failing. It's going, you know, to the left in one direction. But once it hits its boundary, its border, it course corrects and it shoots it back over to the right. And then once it hits the boundary on the right, it shoots it back to the left. And it keeps doing this, and it basically just keeps failing but course-correcting until it hits its target. It's it's these kind of guardrails that it has uh, that, that, that gives it feedback in order to know where to go. So basically, it's constantly failing, and then it's course-correcting in order to finally lock in to its target, like it's going down the funnel, getting closer and closer until it hits the target. 
And this is how accountability has to work. In fact, I'm going to talk about a, 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 a whole kind of framework that I've come up with. I have put this together over years and years of working with teams and working with individuals, 20 years of doing this. And I've put together a unique kind of specific framework uh, that, that it's going to help you so much. And I call it the guardrails of accountability. All right, this is going to be huge. You're going to get so much. All right, here we go. If you want people to stay in the path of progress, if you want them to do that, then you've got to give them the guardrails of accountability. Just like on a road, think of a one-way street. We want people to take a one-way route to progress. We want them to stay in the path of progress. We want them to move forward. We want them to keep advancing and developing and stay in the zone. But in order to do that, if you're going to keep people moving forward in better performance and in pulling out the best from them, you have to create the guardrails of accountability on this one-way road to progress. You've got to create these things. Now, the two guardrails, the left and the right side, so to speak, the two guardrails of accountability are encouragement and correction. Let me say it again. The two guardrails that you've got to provide feedback on is encouragement and correction. And it can't be one and not the other. It has to be both. You've got to provide encouragement and or correction at times. And you need to be doing two of these things. Now, listen to this. Let's break down encouragement. People need to know when they're doing well. They've got to hear it. You can't assume. I hear people say this all the time. Well, no feedback must mean it's all good and it's approval. No, do not assume that people don't that don't need to hear that. It's kind of like in a relationship saying, well, I don't need to tell you that I love you. You should just know. And if I have a problem, I'll let you know. And that means that, you know, I, I, I don't love you. So if you don't hear anything, just know that I love you. Now, that's terrible in a relationship. That's never going to work. People need to hear it. People need encouragement. Listen, encourage means to put courage into someone. Break that word down, in, E-N, encourage. It literally means to put courage inside of somebody. So when you encourage somebody, you are literally putting courage inside of them. I love my mentor, Dr. Dr. John C. Maxwell, tells this story. Uh, He was family friends growing up uh, with Truett Cathy, the founder of Chick-fil-A, and uh, his dad was friends with them, so he grew up around Truett and, and Dan Cathy and the family. And uh, John never forgets when he was young, they were having dinner together, their, whole, their families. And, and Truett Cathy looked at John, and he said, John, uh, how do you know that people need encouragement? And it was kind of one of those, you know, I guess, teachable mentor moments. And John said, he remembers kind of saying, I, you know, I, they look down, they look depressed, or, you know, they, they just look like they're in need. And he said, nope. Here's how you tell if somebody needs encouragement. That person is breathing. And John says he just never forgets it. To this day, he tells that story that if someone's breathing, you can just assume they need encouragement. You don't have to wait for them to look down, depressed, or, you know, look in the dumps or whatever it is. You just know that if they're breathing, they need encouragement. And you as a leader, you've got to provide encouragement. That's one side of the guardrail to help keep them on the path to progress. The other side is correction. Listen, people need to know when they're doing things the wrong way. They need to be corrected at times. We all do. We need that feedback to help us know what we're doing wrong and what we need to improve. Listen, I I heard this statement years ago that, that practice doesn't make perfect. No, no, no. Practice makes permanent. 
you can be practicing the wrong thing. And, and, and it's not perfect. It, it, it's wrong. So practice makes permanent, not perfect. So you don't want people to be practicing the wrong thing and not giving them feedback and just waiting for it to build up until one day you've got to tell them. No, you need to provide them correction quickly. You need to let them know what's going on, what they can improve, what they can do better. How will people know unless they hear? So these two guardrails, guys, encouragement and correction, you've got to provide them. Now, listen, you will naturally lean on one of these guardrails. I mean, you, you, naturally, you will lean on one of these. One of these will come easy to you, and one of them will come hard for you. Now, most people, most, not all, but most people, the encouragement one is the one you lean on. It comes a little bit easier. It's one of those things where you're like, yeah, that feels good. It's not awkward. It's not uncomfortable. It's great. And so if you're not careful, though, you will just skid on the side of encouragement. You will literally just, that's all you'll provide is that, that, that encouragement, encouragement, because it's easy. And all of a sudden, people will fall off the other side. They won't be on the path of progress because you're not providing the other guardrail. Now, for some people, it might be the other way. I mean, for, for a, a smaller percentage of people, they're actually better at providing correction. They, they just, you know, they're, they're much better at kind of telling you what you're doing wrong. And, you know, they're not afraid of confrontation in that. Your challenge is that you, you've got to bring some encouragement into this thing. You better balance this thing out a little bit and provide both guardrails. But you will naturally lean on one or the other. So you've got to challenge yourself to provide both. You've got to challenge yourself to make up for the thing that you're weak in. So if you're strong in encouragement, but you're weak in correction, you better be real intentional about getting this thing balanced out and vice versa. If you are okay with correction and, and you're okay with confrontation and you're good and you're able to provide that feedback, awesome. But you might need to kind of get yourself to be more intentional about encouraging people because they need it. If you only provide one, then people are going to fall off the road. They're going to crash, burn, and we don't want that. We want them to stay in the path of progress. So we've got to provide these guardrails of accountability. Now, let me give you some tips. I'm going to give you five ways to do this, to keep people on the path of progress, to keep the guardrails of accountability, of encouragement and correction going. I'm going to give you five tips that you've got to understand. All right? And this is huge. This is almost sequential. So this is really important. Follow along with the leader guide. If you don't have one, go to johnbarrettleadership.com. Go find this podcast in that. And then you can download the leader guide on that uh, section. So here we go. Five tips for you to do this. Number one, be up front. So you've got to set the expectation on the front end. I call it front-end communication. You have got to let your team know that you are going to hold them accountable. It can't just come out of nowhere. In fact, it's easier when you set the bar on the front end, when you let them know what to expect. I mean, this sets the bar for the future. It keeps it developmental and not emotional. If you just randomly come out and are holding people accountable without letting them know that you're going to be doing this thing and you're going to be committed to it, then it can come across as kind of reactional. They'll dismiss your feedback because it'll be perceived as reactional. Like, oh, man, you must have rolled up on the wrong side of the bed today. Man, their boss must be coming down on them because they're coming down on us. They'll dismiss it, and it's that front-end communication that softens the correctional component of this thing. The encouragement one's pretty easy, but it's the correctional one that it'll soften this a little bit in a good way. All right, so 
You've got to let your team know. You need to say something like this. In your next meeting, you might come and say, listen, guys, I just want you to know I've been learning about this. I've been uh, realizing that accountability is so key for us to keep moving forward. I want us to be our best as a team. And so I'm going to be committed, guys, to giving you feedback. I'm going to be committed to, to give you encouragement and correction when it's time. So understand that, that I'm ready to do this, and I'm going to be following up. I'm going to be communicating with you, so be ready for it. Listen, when you do that, when everything's okay, it's going to appear very strategic. It's going to come across good, not reactional in the moment. Like, boy, you're really upset, and all of a sudden you're providing this correctional feedback. No, no, no. You've got to be upfront. Also, here's what it does. It keeps you accountable to provide the feedback. When you let your team know that they can expect that moving forward, it kind of makes you accountable then to provide the feedback. I mean, who wants to come and say to the team, guys, listen, I'm committed to this. I'm going to give you feedback. I'm going to be up front with you. Let's do it for the betterment of the team. All that good stuff. Now you're accountable. If you don't do it, now you're just you're going against what you said you're going to do. So listen, provide feedback. Listen, one of the things I challenge teams to do, I have a saying that, that everybody's got to be com- committed for this. They've got to be bold enough to say it and humble enough to receive it. So when you provide feedback, whether it's to your team or maybe it's even kind of lateral feedback to uh, coworkers and peers, or maybe it's even feedback above you or whatever it is. Listen, everybody has to take a commitment to be bold enough to say it, but humble enough to receive it. And when everybody is bold enough to say it, and everybody knows that everyone's going to be humble enough to receive it, we have a great culture of communication, of feedback. So be upfront. Tell them, guys, listen, I'm going to be bold. I'm going to, I'm going to give you feedback. I need you to be humble to receive it and know that it's not coming from a place of coming down or whatever it is, but it's so that we can stay in the path of progress and be the best that we can be. So be on the outlook over the next few months, over the next six months or whatever it is. I'm going to be providing a lot of feedback, guys, on this accountability. All right, so be upfront. Number two, be quick. Lead with speed, right? That is a saying you're going to hear from me all the time. Lead with speed. Listen, you've got to provide quick feedback. The longer time passes, the less accountable we feel for it. So the longer time passes over the infraction or whatever it is that happened, the less accountable we feel about it. All right, so this is important. If you let it go, you'll miss an opportunity. If you let it wait for too long, even encouragement, if you don't provide encouragement really quick, then it it just, we don't really feel it as much. I mean, it might feel good, but it feels a lot better when it's fast in real time. Same thing with you when you're bringing correction. If you let it go, listen, we all, here's the excuse we make. If three weeks or four weeks have passed by and you've not given us any feedback, then, then, you know, and all of a sudden you come up and, and you start telling us that we need to correct this. We're like, oh, that was forever ago. Why are you talking about that? That's yesterday. That was in the past. I'm not like that anymore. I won't do that anymore. I mean, we make excuses. So you don't want much time to pass when you provide feedback. And you want to shoot for a one-to-one ratio. That means that as soon as something happens, you address it. So if you need to encourage it, you do it immediately. If you need to correct it, you do it immediately. Don't let this build up. This can't be a 5 to 1 or or, or a 10 to 1. You can't let this thing build up, especially when it comes to correction. 
right? I mean, how, how, we've all been there. When, when somebody, you know, think about this in a relationship that you're in. You've gotten in an argument. All of a sudden now, it was one thing that happened, and you're having this kind of argument or whatever, and all of a sudden now, we're bringing up things from six months ago, one year ago, three years ago. You, you're always like this. You've always been like that. And it's like a 20 to 1 ratio, right? And, and I mean, it just goes off the rails. It is bad news. Listen, you can't unload on people. It's too overwhelming, so don't just let this thing build up, especially when it comes to correction. You need to provide a one-to-one ratio. And listen, do not save it up for a performance review. Do not do it. I, th- this drives me crazy, guys, when people literally, they, they, they'll wait. They'll keep an archive of this stuff. And then a six-month uh, performance review, they'll unload on someone. Well, here's all the things you need to start doing better, and here's the correct. And it's like, whoa, it's overwhelming. It's too much. No, you need to do this in real-time feedback. Remember that speed display? It's got to be real-time in order for it to create change. So lead with speed. Always lean on quick communication. Listen, public praise, private correction. All right, so if it's praise, public praise. Go for it. That's good. But when it's correction, kind of do it privately. Not every time. Sometimes it's good to have public correction and and things like that. But it is a general rule of thumb, public praise, private correction. You want to move quick. Lead with speed. As soon as it happens, I mean, after that meeting, before you go on to the next meeting, you you send that person a message, hey, I need to connect with you real quick, or pull them aside and say, hey, listen, I just want to talk real fast about something that happened in that meeting that we need to correct. Or, hey, this was great. You did incredible on this, and tell them immediately. One-to-one ratio. All right, number three, be specific. It's in the details. Listen, don't be vague. Vague Feedback produces vague revolt results. You, you, you got to be helpful. And when you're specific, it's helpful. It helps to coach and develop people. So you got to be specific. You can't just say things like, hey, uh, listen, you, like on the encouragement side, hey, you did a really job communicating. Uh, uh, okay. I mean, that that's great. It feels good. It was great encouragement. But how do I repeat that? Well, I don't even know what it was that I did that was a great communicator. Let me tell you something better. When you provide feedback on that one-to-one ratio, so somebody gives a presentation, they did a great job, you need to provide specific uh, feedback. You need to say, hey, listen, you did a great job. When you kicked off, you used that humor piece to kind of get the crowd connected to you. That was so great. You did a great job It, it kind of bringing in laughter and breaking up the, the meeting. And then when you went into the data, you did a great job. You kept it high level. You really hit on the main points, but you, you kept it moving forward. Keep doing that. Listen, now that is helpful. That somebody can say, oh, well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to keep doing that. All right, and same thing with correction. You can't just say, listen, ah, your communication was a little bit off. You, you really need to put more prep into it. You, you need to do a better job next time. Th- that's unhelpful. I mean, wh- what is it about it that was bad? You got to be specific. So you might say, hey, listen, in that presentation, here's some things that I noticed in there. You know, when you got to the data, you really kind of started getting down into the weeds. You, you started going under these secondary and, and, and these numbers that really don't apply to the department at all. And, and I think you got lost a little bit in the weeds. I think next time it would be great if you kind of kept it high level, maybe just in, you know, first level numbers and, and kind of stay there. If they have questions, they can dig further. That is so much more helpful the next time when you're preparing. So be specific. I could go on and on in this area because I'm telling you, people sometimes, they, when they give feedback, it is way too general and it's not helpful. So make sure that you are specific, all right? All right, number four, be constructive. 
Listen, be constructive in your feedback, not destructive. Okay, accountability done wrong can be very damaging, especially when you're correcting someone. So this is really important. Listen, there's two different ways to approach feedback. All right, listen, this is very important. When you are encouraging them, you want to praise the person. But when you're correcting, you want to correct correct the behavior. Listen, encourage who they are, not just what they did, okay? But correct what they did, not who they are. Now, this is important. Hang with me on this for a minute. Don't get confused, all right? When you praise somebody, you want to be about what they did and who they are. Man, you are a great communicator. Man, you did a great job at bringing humor into that. You've got a great personality, and you really shine through on that moment. You're praising who they are. But when you correct them, you don't want to correct who they are. You don't want to say, listen, you need to be a better communicator. You're just not a good communicator. Listen, you're talking about them now. You're making that very personal. It's not about who they are. It's about what they did. Say, hey, listen, I think you can be a great communicator, but you've got to work on some of these things in your delivery um, about how you did this. So when you correct, make it about what they did, not who they are. It's very important because we internalize things. And very easily, we will, we will internalize feedback, all right? We'll, we'll, we'll kind of get in our head and, and, and all that kind of stuff. So when you start to correct somebody, make sure that you're not using statements like, you know, you are this and you don't do this. Don't make blanket statements like, well, you're just not really good at thinking through the problem here. No, 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 don't. That's about them, who they are as a person. Say, listen, I think you can think through this problem. You, you've, you're smart, you're intelligent, you got this, but we got to correct some of the things about how you're looking at this, uh, some of the tactical things that are going on. So make sure that you separate that. I know it sounds really nitpicky, but I'm telling you, uh, we internalize things so much. Same thing with, with uh, encouragement. The reason you don't want to just make it about what they did, you want to make it also about who they are because a lot of times we will dismiss encouragement. We'll say, well, I just had a good day. That's not really who I am. I'm not really a good communicator. It's just that I kind of put a lot of effort in this presentation, and if you really knew who I was, you wouldn't think I was that good. See, we dismiss it. So you got to say, no, 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 you are. You are a great communicator because here's what you did that was amazing. So when you praise Praise the person, but when you correct, correct the behavior and don't confuse those two, okay? So make sure you get this. This is a big deal, all right? Um, Remember, separate the do from the who when it comes to correction. Not, you know, don't confuse the do and the who, right? Don't make what they did about who they are. Don't make the do about the who, if that makes sense, all right? Make sure that you separate this, all right? So when you praise, praise the person, the who, and when you correct, uh, correct the behavior, the do. Got it? All right. This is, uh, I wish we could stay a little bit longer on this to unpack that. It's a little more um, psychology. It's a little bit more into there. But I'm telling you, if you're going to be constructive, not destructive, you've got to remember to do this the right way, to praise the person, but correct the behavior. All right. And don't confuse those two. All right. Last one is this. Number five, be expectant. That's right. Set future expectations moving forward. So when you give people uh, accountability and feedback and you're on those guardrails, set the expectation moving forward. Give people a target to shoot for. Be very specific as well here. No vague expectations moving forward. 
right? I mean, you, you got to make sure that when you say, hey, listen, uh, great job on the presentation. You, your humor in the beginning was so good. When you got into the data, you kept it high level. This is so good. Listen, when you go into that presentation next time, just repeat that. That was so good. Uh, remember to keep it high level there. I think if you bring in humor again, just like you did, it's going to be great moving into the future. So do that next time right? You're setting an expectation, but vice versa, when you're correcting them, make sure that you say, hey, listen, next time we do this, remember that this is how we're going to do it. We're not going to get into the weeds. We're not going to kind of get into these secondary and third level numbers here that doesn't really apply to the rest of the team. Make sure that you keep it up here, okay? So next time, stay up there high level. Don't go secondary, right? That is an expectation for the next time. So, Make sure that when you leave that conversation, you don't just provide feedback and say, well, you know, here's what it was. Okay, see you later. Right? No, you set a future expectation and you work with them. Listen, better yet, get them to engage in the future expectation. Like lead with questions like we've talked about on here before, right? Ask them their input. Say, listen, what can we do moving forward to repeat what you did? That was such a great presentation or that was a great thing that you did here. How can we repeat that moving forward? Get them to give you some expectations of what they can do to internalize this. Same thing with uh, uh, con uh, constructive feedback, right, with correction. Hey, what can we do next time to make this better? Get them to give you some of their expectations moving forward so that they learned and they internalize. And I'm telling you that if you'll kind of complete and close this loop with setting future expectations, then you can go back to the guardrails of accountability. Next time something happens, you can give them encouragement or correction. Say, hey, listen, great job. You did exactly what we talked about last time. When we had that accountability conversation about the presentation, you nailed it. You did exactly what we said to do last time, and you fulfilled it. Or if you've got to correct it again, you go back to the drawing board and say, hey, listen, we talked about this. We were talking about how we were going to correct it, but we're right back here in the same boat. So what are we going to do moving forward? All right, so the guardrails of accountability. I'm telling you guys, if you'll utilize this as a framework, it is going to be so helpful. All right, encouragement, correction. You always use those two one-to-one. -one. All right, listen, uh, remember to follow all these steps. Be upfront, be quick, be specific, be constructive, be expectant. All right, guys, I hope this was valuable to you on how to hold your team accountable and you can utilize these tips and all that. Listen, if you got questions, reach out to me. I'd love to connect with you and your team. And we'll see you next time here on the John Barrett Leadership Podcast. Level up, guys. Thanks for listening to the John Barrett Leadership Podcast. To get more of John's resources, visit www.johnbarrettleadership.com.